Another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we are doing House 1986? Yes, that is correct. Did you want to get us started talking about it? Do you want to, like, now that you're 10? Yeah. Lead the way? Yeah. By the way, Critters and Creeps, this Al is 10. Yes. <laughs> so it's our first episode with Al as a 10-year-old. We wanted it to be a big one. We obviously didn't get to record any in December. Sorry about that, y'all. Health stuff. Yeah. So we're back, though. Now that And now that we've taken a month off, I feel like every year we should probably have a month. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll just record ahead like we talked about, you know, doing over the summer so that we can have a month where we don't have to mm-hmm. necessarily do anything. But to be able to relax and, like, have no pressures whatsoever during December like that, you know. In terms of workload. Very nice. So, anyway, we're back. Yep. We watched House, which is one of yep. my childhood favorites, one of your grandma's favorites. So, it's about darn time. Big special screening. We literally just finished watching it. So, Al had never seen it before. Uh, we wrapped it up about 30 minutes ago. Alistair, before we talk about the movie and whatever you have to say about it, I'll let you lead the way with some parental guidance, because this movie is rated R. So, with an R rating, it's a little bit heavy for most kids, I would say. I watched it a lot as a kid. Al had a lot of fun with it. We'll talk about that experience, but Alistair, what should parents know before they show it to their kids? Definitely, I would say uh, the picture, like the paintings and stuff. Okay, like uh, like, around the set? Yeah, like the paintings on it, definitely that stuff. The monsters are, uh, like, I don't know how to describe them. Like grotesque? Disturbing. Disturbing, grotesque, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The monsters didn't really scare me that much, but the jump scares did get me every single time. That's right. Um, And it wasn't the monsters either, because once, you know, the jump scare would happen, and then we'd move beyond that, like, Al would be amazed by the monsters, and we'd be talking about, you know, the, you know, the big rubbery suits, because they're big rubber monsters, right? I mean, like, even in the little kid monsters, their faces don't even move, they're just masks. Those are probably the creepiest, Yeah, they're very creepy. Like, just the masks, basically. Yeah. So the monsters are real freaky. Um, for, you know, kids who can't take watching monsters in movies or whatever. Um, again, because Alistair has worked on a monster movie with me and is very familiar with the, you know, craft of filmmaking, he understood what they were. Um, But, you know. There was something that amazed me. I've never seen any other movie do that in the effects. What? They used clear spray paint on strings in the movie. <laughs> right, okay, let's come which, back to that. 
Hold on, we'll come back to that later. Because, of course, we talk about strings a lot on the show. Yeah. But, like, that's not parental guidance. No, I just want to say that. (laughs) We'll come back to it. But, yes, the monsters, real gross. Uh, The jump scares are a lot, right? But, like, even if your kid is cool with the monsters themselves, like Alistair, the jump scares are pretty effective the first time around because even Uh a goofy-looking monster... If you put it in the right film with the right cinematography, the right acting, the right lighting, the right music, the right editing, when that pops up, scary. Yeah, even when I knew the jump scare was going to happen, it still got me. Right, and I think this is really your first experience with a jump scare heavy movie. Am I correct in that? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, um, that's something that I've always known you've been very sensitive to. Yes, yes, right? yes. And Especially multiple. Like, if it's heavy with jump scares, <laughs> like I get movie. scared easier after more of them. Cause like, Which is not to say that you spend the rest of the movie being scared. I want to clarify this for our listeners. Yes. You didn't spend the whole movie terrified. Just like once there was that first jump scare, every other jump scare got him bigger and then he got more upset about it every time. And being like, oh, it got me again. Because it was like the same monster would get him two, three times. Yeah, right? yeah. Every, like every single time. But the movie's also funny. So that yes. helps. And we'll come back to that. Um, I, even other... pre- like, I even predicted something that actually happened. Like, okay, was, well, let's, was... let's pause that. Pause that thought. Keep parental guidance going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Swearing... Um, there's a little bit of, I mean, well, a little bit, there's a fair amount of gore. Most of it is monster gore yeah. and ghosts. Yeah. Generally unexplained phenomena that, you know, may spook a kid, I suppose. There's some innuendo. There's discussion of and depiction of suicide or at least discussion of suicide and the depiction. No, yeah, I would, that suicide is broken up into two parts. So I guess they do kind of show it kind of. Not really. There's a person who hung themselves. It's in the opening of the movie. True. So, yeah, there's a, a woman who hung herself. And, yeah, that seems to me to be about it in terms yeah. of parental guidance. Yep. Monsters, jump scares, gore, swearing. Paint. In the paintings, the creepy mm. paintings, right? The, yeah, oh, I was... The nudity in the paintings, too? There was maybe nudity in the paintings, One but, of like, them. One you know... Of them. I mean, it's so hard to see so many of them because they're, like, in the background or they just, like, go by the screen pretty quickly. I wouldn't be too worried about that. I mean, also, nudity, the human body is a naturally occurring thing. So, like, you know, not as big a deal for me as the violence and the gore and all of that. This one, like, I think the comedy made up for the rest. Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, It is a horror comedy. Yes. Produced by Sean S. Cunningham, who made uh, Friday the 13th, the first, you know, the Jason movie, right? Mm -hmm. So at this point in time, uh, 85, 86, uh, the movie was made in 85 and like released early 86. So like depending on where you look, it has both years like associated with it. But uh, he was moving away from the slashers a little bit, trying to diversify what he'd been doing because... You know, they just moved away from uh, Jason. They had just had Friday the 13th, the final chapter. We're trying to move away from slashers. They went back to slashers. 
very shortly after this. But uh, they were trying something new in-house horror comedy starring William Cat. Did you recognize him from anything? You ever seen him in anything else? Uh, I didn't recognize him. If you told me anything I watched with him, I don't know. Do you have yeah, I don't know. Else? I don't know. He's in Greatest American Hero, the TV show. I watched an episode with my friends a while back. I don't know if you watched it with us where he had to fight a ghost mirror like in his house or something. I guess it's very much like house, but just greatest American hero. I don't know. He's in Carrie, which you haven't seen. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank here on anything you might have seen William Cat in. But uh, yeah, talk about the comedy here. I want to hear your thoughts on it because it is to me a very important part of the movie. And it was something that definitely carried you through. Because I think if it didn't have the comedy, there's a good chance we probably would have turned it off after the first jump scare. Like, uh, probably not the first jump scare, but if it didn't have the comedy, yeah, we probably wouldn't be doing it. Sure. Yeah. Like, without the comedy on it, I don't think it would be that much. Like, frankly, I'm just going to say this. If it didn't have the comedy... I don't think it would have been that good of a movie without the comedy. The like, comedy helps, for sure. The comedy sure. is like, makes the movie way better. Yeah, yeah it, it really does, you know, soften the blow of the horror a little bit, uh, complement the horror really well. Yes. Um, it, so it does both, right? It makes the whole, it, the whole movie easier to handle because it is True. funny. If you, uh, also, if you, uh, like, horror comedies... Can either be like <laughs> or wow, that's good. Like if sure, just, if like it... you just have to like get it like just correctly. Like with horror comedies, right. like it, it's just so easy to mess up a horror comedy. But if you get it right, it's really good. Yeah, and I think this is a great example. As I was saying, right, because you know it does make the whole film easier to stomach. Like I could turn House on any time. Like. It's a movie I could watch constantly and not really feel bad about. It's not a movie that's off-putting in any way. It's fun, even though it's, you know, got the jump scares and whatnot, right? But the other thing about horror comedies that I really appreciate is how you're laughing one moment, right? And you're having a good time, smiling, laughing, and then boom, something scary happens. And you're like... On the other end of the spectrum, you go from like smiling, laughing, having fun to, <gasps> you know, like, ah! to like, then laughing a few seconds later yeah, at like, the fact that you jumped. That's literally just what my experience in this movie was. Yeah. That's like literally my experience. And it's really, like I said, your first big kind of jump scary kind of movie. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we tend to avoid that, you know, and this is one of the things about the show that we've always been adamant about, and not just the show, but also parenting, uh, from my perspective, is knowing what your kid can handle and what they can't, and not going beyond that, you know? Like, don't don't push it. Um, there have been movies that we've turned off before because, you know, they were just, like, too much. We realized it. Shut it down. There are other movies that we just haven't watched that, like, at Al's age I watched. But... Al's not ready for him yet, you know, because Al's a different person. 
Mm -hmm. And there are other things that Al watches that I never would have watched as a kid. So, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff to factor in when it comes to, you know, introducing your kids to R-rated movies. This one, to me, because it had the comedy, I felt like it would be an easier sell. Yes. The comedy is really good, though, right? Mm-hmm. It's got George Went in it from Cheers, uh, and also got... Richard Mull uh, from Night Court. I'm only referencing the, the modern shows of that, like the contemporary shows uh, that they were on during House. But obviously, they've done a ton more. But that's what they were known for at the time. It was like packed with comedy people, you know. Um, and William Cat, Greatest American Hero. It's a superhero show, but it's also like a fun, kooky superhero show, you know. So, yeah, the, it's not your typical horror movie cast setup execution very unique kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. it is actually really funny my- what's some of the funny stuff then uh swordfish oh my god the swordfish ken and i've been talking about uh getting a swordfish ever since we watched the movie here we definitely at the new apartment. need a swordfish <laughs> we need a swordfish and then we could maybe put some strings on it to make it move right yeah the swordfish is great i love that bit oh that's so good that's so good i think that's a great point too because it's like at that moment in the movie it tells you this is what we're going for you know it's like you don't know if it's going to be too scary if it's going to be kind of funnier you don't know if it's a little bit lighthearted in the beginning in some points just so that you can kind of like transition into scarier stuff and when i say lighthearted, i don't mean like fun it's just kind of like you know, more of like an everyday kind of a personal struggle story um, with, a, with a couple of jokes, right? But then when he gets in the house, is it just going to be scary? Nope, because a swordfish on the wall, a taxidermied swordfish, comes to life and he starts hitting it with like a trophy. Like a, I don't know, a bowling trophy or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So and I think that's a great declaration of principles. I think he shot it with a double barrel shotgun or something. Yeah. Oh, it gets a lot of mileage out of that double barrel. Mm-hmm. Though, actually, actually, I remember the first time, like, when, after the jump scare, I was like, I really hope that swordfish comes to life, and then later it comes to life. <laughs> yep. Its mouth starts moving. It starts making mm-hmm. weird noises. When he shoots it, like, the noise it makes is like, like what we haven't said anything about what the movie's about the it's about a house that's haunted yeah if you didn't get that much uh (laughs) and a guy lives there that's kind of it that's sort of the whole movie it's a real simple story and he was in Um, the vietnam war yeah i mean there's a lot of ins a lot of outs in his personal background Mm -hmm. um he was in the vietnam war you know suffers from some you know ptsd from that uh, but more recently, his son vanished. Yep. And his son vanished at the house in question. It's the house owned by William Cat's character's aunt. Uh, the character's name is Roger. Uh, Roger's aunt owns the house. He was there with his kid. And then his son vanished. Like, he was uh, just playing with the co- cars. Suddenly, he vanishes. He's in the pool. And then when our main character, like... What's his name again? Roger. Roger. When Roger dives in to get him, he's gone. Yeah. And that's spooky stuff, dude. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, that that flashback is really upsetting. Uh, I realized watching it that there was a scene that I wrote in one of 
the early drafts of one of my scripts that's almost exactly that scene really? <laughs> from House. Uh, which I guess that's where it came from within me. Like when I was writing that scene, it probably was inspired by this, even though I consciously didn't do that. But it worked its way in there. I later on took it out of the movie because, you know, Stranger Things has a scene almost exactly like that at the opening. Remember when Will disappears in the very first episode and his mom's running around looking for him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I think if your kids can watch Stranger Things, they're probably ready for House. Yes. Stranger Things is really good. It is so good. New season coming soon. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Stoked. So, (laughs) House, though. Um, But yeah, he moves back into this house after his aunt kills herself. And he's just trying to write a book, but all this spooky stuff starts happening and he becomes convinced at length that his son is still in the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just monsters and all kinds of spooky weird yeah. stuff. Tools come to life. Oh, so let's talk about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I knew you have I know you have a lot to say about that, so The tools uh, when they started to move, I was like, that's cool. They came off the wall and tried to attack him. And I, like, I was, like, I was so, like, happy about that. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. And we watched, um, I showed Al a making of, you know, like okay. a behind-the-scenes making of featurette thing that was aired on TV back in, you know, like, 85, 86. And... They show how they accomplished that, how they had like, you know, the, um, you know, uh, whatever, like the bush trimming, you know, shears and, you know, the little, uh, you know, hand sickle kind of stuff. Right. Like all of those tools, how they had them flying around. And like, I was like, I I was like almost 100% sure they were on strings. So I was but unconsciously why? looking for them. You but were. I couldn't find them. Yes, and that's what I was going to have you uh, address is, like, could you find them? Uh-uh. No. no. I, like, I know what they did, and I I knew what they did going into this screening, and because I've seen that featurette before. But it's really smart, and it worked really, really well, and it's surprising that we see so many strings in movies when it's really easy to hide them yeah. with something that you can pick up down at, like, any store yeah just like clear spray paint they sprayed it the strings on the same position on a position where it wouldn't reflect the shine of the camera lights yeah exactly and then that wasn't the same with and they were held up on like things you would use to uh like the mick marionette kind of thing marionette marionette yeah I, the I don't say that word very much <laughs> no it doesn't come up really yeah we're not marionetting around the apartment all, all that often except when i'm chasing you with uh garden tools or the cat or the cat i'm chasing the cat with garden tools <laughs> no or i'm marionetting the cat <laughs> you're marionette you're marionetting the <laughs> oh, want to make her dance around? Gotcha. <laughs> you pick her up. <laughs> oh man. So, what else do you want to talk about, dude? Any particular uh, monster right, you want to yeah, talk about? I was going about, to talk or... about the shovels. How they did the shovel cuts. Oh, the shovel. Okay, so yeah, going back yeah, to the tools. Um, 
The rest of them are hung by strings, spray painted the strings so that they wouldn't reflect into the camera. Mm -hmm. There's like one shot where you can kind of clearly see the strings and like you really have to be looking to get any hint of them at all. And that's on Blu-ray. On VHS, like you wouldn't see that. I was looking so hard for the strings. Yeah, the like the the shears, you know, that he's like trimming the bush with earlier in the movie or trimming a tree. I don't remember. Um, Tree. Tree. So those have to be held up with a lot of strings. So that's the one that you can kind of like if you focus on that next time we watch it, you can kind of see the strings coming off of that one. But I never saw the strings when I was a kid because I'm watching it on old tube TVs, on cable, on VHS. Never noticed the strings at all. But the shovel, uh, that's really smartly done. Yeah. um, A person laid on the ground. They had like a little attachment to the end. So he held it just out of the camera Mm -hmm. so that he could make the shovel move, but you couldn't see him because the shovel was so big. Like holding that up with strings, that would be like too hard. Right? Yeah, and it, and it also the shovel also had to very specifically strike at him from different angles. Yes, you know, so somebody had to be really carefully controlling that, so as not to club William Cat in the face with a shovel. <laughs> right? You don't want to do that. Your movie shuts down for a while. I mean, remember we just watched um, uh, Armor of God, right? Yeah, where Jackie Chan almost oh, died. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, should we talk about that? We can just talk about that for just a second. For, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, wasn't that the beginning of the movie? Yeah, he almost yeah. died making the opening sequence, the hook, the like, kind of Indiana Jones mm-hmm. hook sequence. Didn't he jump from a wall to a tree branch or something? Basically, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The first time they did it, it went perfectly. The second time, the tree branch snapped, and a bone went. In a bone, like went. I, th- I think it was like what happened. He fell. Uh, five meters, like, onto his head, um, shattered, like, part of his skull broke, and then went into his brain, right? Yeah. And, like, obviously they had to shut the production down for a long while as he recovered because he almost died, you know? Yeah. And uh, in some movies, like, that would kill the production, you know? If, if an actor got injured that bad on some movies... They would just never finish the movie. But no, um, they did it. They finished it. The movie's really rad. Everybody yeah. should check out Armor of God. Uh, but that's not House. Let's move back to House. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Directed by Steve Miner, who made uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, Friday the 13th Part 3, Lake Placid, if I remember correctly. Uh, yep, that's true. And Warlock and Halloween H2O. Whole bunch of stuff. Do you know what the other monsters were called? Like uh, the kids in that weird closet monster. Okay, I'll I'll actually look that up. I'll see if I can find the names of the monsters. The um, big monster with the gun. Yeah. What What else do you want to talk about? Um, I do want to talk about the jump scares. They are pretty cool. The monsters too. Okay. Um, first jump scare, like you don't really expect it. Like, cause the first time, like it's in the like, it I it's not really I'm not really spoiling anything because this is like at, almost at the beginning of the movie. With the first jump scare. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like he opens up the closet because he thought he thought he heard something in like a closet. 
and then it strikes 12 o'clock, and then yeah, he opens midnight. it again. Like, and you're just expecting it to be a closet. But then it's a blackness with a monster coming at him. Which, yeah. that's the first jump scare. Like, you don't expect it. It can't, It gets, like, it gets you. Like, that monster. Mm-hmm. It Like, the monster looks scarier. It's, the like, first made time. of, like, a bunch of body parts. Really, like, a... A bloodborne creature. Yeah, know? like it's hmm. all it's all like heads thing, and arms. Like the thing in the uh, thing in the little uh, barrel that's rolling around. That oh, in, the in um, you. yeah, in, the, uh, by the one reborn. Yeah, in Bloodborne specifically. Yeah, like yeah the big thing. like pile of arms and heads or whatever. Yeah, yeah kind of like that. It's pretty thing. gross. Kind of <laughs> like with the one reborn too, frankly. Yeah, so many legs. <laughs> um, the little monsters are called. Uh, little critters. The kids. Like yeah, the kid monsters. Okay. So those are the little critters. You got of the course, witch. The witch, right? The big purple witch. She was. Sandy turns into a witch. She was cool. She was cool. Yeah, the witch is super. Like the witch grosses me out even Ew. to this day. Yeah. She's so nasty. Ugh. So yeah, I'm trying to find the name of that other monster, but it's not coming up. Oh, one thing we neglected to mention, though, is who was credited with the story on the movie. Forgot. <laughs> it's Fred Decker who made Monster Squad. That's right. You've got the signed picture from yes, Fred Decker I do, I do. telling you to wash your nards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. A total, and this is just Wikipedia. Uh, that's as far as I got. A total of seven monsters were designed and fabricated for the production. These creatures, which included the obese witch, the zombified corpse. What? I won't spoil any of that. Three demonic kids. I'm trying. I'm trying to be very careful in what I am reading off here because we don't want to spoil things. I think we both agree everybody should watch House. Yeah, because right? I'm pretty sure there's sequels to it. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Well, I mean, you're looking at the house collection sitting right in front yeah. of you. Um, Frankly, we need the, to watch the okay. others. The flying skull-faced monster in the void, the thing that steals the shotgun. Yes, that, that was so cool. I loved that one. The stop motion on it was incredible. That was really good stop motion. Oh, the other one. This is fascinating. The one in the closet is at least here referred to as the war demon. So it's like the animosity of war and then like made out of dead bodies of soldiers? What? That's wild. It's like, huh. We also learned that Pokemon is, the Pokemon are not kid. Like their, their descriptions are not kid friendly oh what you're saying so what you're saying is this is very much like some of the creepier pokemon yeah. card descriptions mm-hmm. especially sure. litwick and the ones that steal souls the yeah, ones that litwick, are like dudes like, turned into pokemon yeah litwick, sure like it pretends to lead someone but it leeches the life force off of them mm. lamp uh it's evolution lampent appears at the pl- a place of death, and then um, I forgot. But <laughs> we they're maybe evil. Just, they're evil. They're evil. Yeah, yeah. they're all very. I was gonna evil say Pokemon. we should maybe do an episode for Patreon on Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We already did it. We did a um, gory gaming <laughs> on Pokemon, which I guess another. we could revisit. Yeah. That would actually be a lot of fun. While you're organizing your Pokemon cards, so listeners, especially patrons, uh, plan for this. Patrons over at 
Patreon.com slash word salad. Right. So uh, we recorded an episode of Gory Gaming, which we need to do more of this summer. We oh, got to get yeah. back on this. Um, I'm like, I'm reinvigorated after that month yeah. off. So Yeah, we uh, have a lot of games to talk about. We got a lot of games to talk about, but I, it would be cool while you're, you know, organizing your cards or maybe even later, finding ones with really creepy descriptions and we can kind of do an episode about those. That'd be fun. I could look at my Pokemon book. Yeah, like, that could, I, you could do that too. Mm-hmm. But let's, okay, before we move into our segments, uh, yes, there are sequels to House. Thought so. so we need to watch them. Um, and I want to tell you about them because this is going to blow your mind. Uh-huh. So we watched House, right? First one. Produced by Sean S. Cunningham. Uh, we have here House 2, the second story, which you can absolutely 100% watch. Really? Uh, yeah. Can I this see one, what it looks like? Is yeah, this one I think is... Hey, The second actually, one is kind of more family-friendly in some ways. It gets... It looks a lot like the first one. Well, the cover art here is... Okay, so this is the Arrow video set. And specifically, I want to point out that this is the Arrow video UK set of the house collection. Because there's a bit of a problem here. So when I was a kid, right, I watched House a lot. And I watched House 2 a lot. And one time on television, I caught House 4 the repossession, and then I could never find House 3 to rent anywhere the whole time, you know, and like even into my teenage years going to video stores, you know, couldn't find House 3. I'd seen House 1 and 2 and 4, but what about 3? Problem, in America, there is no House 3. In America, we have House, House 2, and House 4. House 3 is this movie. This is a movie called The Horror Show that was produced by Sean S. Cunningham, right? And so in the UK and I think Australia, the horror show was released as House 3. So then when they went to make another house movie here in the States, they had a problem. There was a House 3 already in existence overseas. So they just made House 4. Isn't that crazy? And then other movies... Uh, and of course, the Italians get wrapped up into this because when you come to series that have bizarre sequeling, uh, the Italians are always involved. And <laughs> Italy had yeah, their own House 4 and their own House 5 or something. And I think one of the one of their house movies was it was something that's like not called House whatever here. Like it would be called. Whatever it was called. I don't have this information pulled up in front of me. But, like, um, I think one of them was also released as an Evil Dead movie? I could be wrong about that. Um, the internet can come at me for it. Whatever. Uh, the horror show, however, you can't watch. That, they watch I mean, House 4? To give you an idea here, because this is the British set, which is why I had trouble pulling up the ratings. Uh, yeah. And we had to pause for an inordinate amount of time. Uh, you'll notice House 1... Two and four all have uh, these British suitable only for persons of 15 years and over rating. That's kind of their PG-13, you know, sort of a thing, right? Hmm. But, you know, a a little bit older, obviously, because it's 15. Horror Show is a very hard 18 here. So if you do decide to go through the house 
series journey with your kid, uh, definitely watch Horror Show on your own. It's really cool. I like Horror Show a lot. Cleaver Max. And it, and you can even get Horror Show here in the States on its own, you know, and you can get House and House 2 on Blu-ray from Arrow. But in order to get this whole collection, I had to get it from the UK. So we will be getting to House 2. I don't know. We could do it for next month. Yeah. Want to just keep doing the house movies? Mm-hmm. Red. Okay, cool. We'll do that. And then on the next one, we'll have prepared the list of all the house sequels and stuff. So, you know, we'll we'll cover that later on, listeners. Alistair, let's get into the segments really quickly here. Mm-hmm. Beastly best. What is the coolest monster moment? Um, I think this one is for me is pretty obvious. Uh, what was the flying guy called? The Oh, it's just the skeleton flying skeleton monster? I don't know. Uh, I, I already closed my phone. Hold on. Uh, they call it the skull-faced, the flying skull-faced monster in the void on Wikipedia. That's not its name. It's just a description of what it is. It's like I'm a bat lizard. Skull bat. Skull bat. Yeah. I was going to say it's like a bat lizard skeleton skull bat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably the skull bat flipping the shotgun and then <laughs> shooting it. Yeah. It, the skull bat steals his shotgun and then twirls it around on its on its hand and then With fires amazing it. Amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Flip from like he's holding it sideways, um, flips his gun and then breaks shoots the rope he's on and he drops down. Like it's incredible. Dude. Yeah, that's my favorite too. There's <laughs> there's no question there. I guess if I had yeah. to add one, uh man, I love the war demon especially now that i know it's a war demon it's way more interesting to I would me probably i've always say, liked the war demon um, yeah i would probably say my third is the literally last monster the la- like the last time you see a monster in house and notice you know we're avoiding I mean? spoilers yes so <laughs> um cuz it's like literally at the end of the movie yeah Get spooked. All the jump scares. Yeah. I the the one I think the spookiest moment in the movie is when we first see the war demon. Yes. The war demon 100%. comes out and it's an absolute nightmare of a creature. It's like a nightmare monstrosity from Bloodborne. Yeah, it's like a Lovecraftian conglomeration of pain and flesh. It's so, Which perfectly whoa. describes monsters from Bloodborne. That sure. thing could be a monster from Bloodborne in, like, ugh. Yeah. So then, that I think is the creepiest. Funny bones. There we go. I think the funniest is the swordfish. Probably the swordfish. You're right. Yeah. No, the swordfish is the funniest also, part. Also, the witches. So we're agreeing on every single one, huh? Uh, the, the witches, like... When she I first pops up, the, no, I want to say like the witch's voice oh my is gosh. really, really funny. Do you, can you do that? Can you do an impression of the witch? No, not really. Like I have to. I'd probably have to listen to her talking. Then, like her voice is so high pitched. Yeah, it's real strange. It's, it's just, like I don't. I can't even. I can't even copy it. It's, it's like squealing. It's squealing like it's. Like a shriek. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Yeah. It has a mouth. It has a... I'd say it's gross and hilarious. Because when it talks, it's shocking that it talks. But then, like... I think it's, it's really funny sounding, too. It's it's one of the two monsters in-house that actually talks. Sure. Because there are only two. 
Yes. Yeah. I think you're right in that. Mm-hmm. But then, finally, Alistair, the big one, Scream Themes. What is, to your mind, a powerful message being sent to us as the audience by the film House? And while you're thinking about this, listeners, of course, uh, I'll remind you that we come to this section because every single piece of media says something. There's always a theme. Whether we like it or not, there's always a message, right? So, Alistair, do you have anything for House? Uh, Yeah, uh, sometimes if one of your friends is really, like, really wanting you to do something and you don't do it, sometimes it can come back to you, like, really hard. Sure, yeah. And I think, like, we can even expand that outward to cover everything in the film to be about how hard it is to deal with the past, mm-hmm. right? And, like... The past can haunt you. Yeah, the past literally haunts you, but you have to confront it. Only by confronting it can you overcome the pain and the... Tra- well, not that you overcome the pain and the trauma, but that's the only way to you cope with it. it. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's the only way to cope with it is to kind of, like, face it, acknowledge it, work through it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great theme. Fantastic work there, bud. And so, yeah, next month, we'll be coming at you with House 2, the second story. Alistair, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us online to support us, follow us on social media, all that kind of stuff. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash word salad and that's gonna be more active now that we are back yes um, um, we were literally unable to record yes like literally yeah. physically could not record in December mm-hmm. um, otherwise my work ethic is such that we would not have missed an episode <laughs> that's, that's how it goes so yes patreon.com slash word salad and uh, you can where find else? us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast one word. No, can, well, I uh, mean it's it's got an underscore between it, so it's not like one word, uh, but fair. Cadaver underscore cast. There's no spaces. There's no spaces except for the underscore, which takes the place of a space. Yes. You got it. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram at cadavercast. Um, no spaces again. <laughs> yeah, that's just one word. Uh huh. Um, you can find us on Facebook at the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. You can email us, and you can e- wait no, no no you got you, it. You can email us at cadavercast at gmail dot com. You can find our merch at teespring dot com slash cadavercast. There you go. All kinds of merch over there. Yep. Um, we got to, in fact, get, there's a couple things that even we are like, we got to get this soon. Um, cause you know, got to put new things up there too. We, um, maybe, uh, maybe we'll see, uh, <laughs> some point this year, maybe we'll throw up some more merch. Um, it's a lot of work. I mean the, you know, you're 10 dude, when you get older and can help out with the social media and stuff. Oh boy, this will all be so much easier. But for me to be a teacher, a screenwriter, 
a parent, a film critic, and a podcaster, and also a lazy jerk. All of those things together <laughs> make it real hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Sign us out. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from nope. the... Wait. Oh, come on. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> we are leaving you <laughs> from Frankenstein's <laughs> monkey farm. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And... We love you.